Welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of the Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Osio. I'm a Diaspora Chief. Today, we have an amazing brother who is a God-made chairman. You know, he's a coach, business consultant, a producer and artist as well. He's a speaker and a businessman, so all tied into one. You know, Ira is uh, mentioned his name already. So, but he is the mastermind behind the Ira Curry Show and executive chairman of Ira Curry Holdings. He has built an empire that has attracted audiences throughout the world. He is a business coach, consultant, speaker, and entertainer. You know, this man has got everything wrapped up. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, welcome Ira Curry. Hello, Ira. How are you? Victor, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been an amazing, amazing week. And hmm, thank God. But something, something, how did you become a God-made chairman? What is that? God-made chairman. You know, that's a really good question. I think, Victor, you see so many people who are self-made. You see so many people who are doing their own thing. And so the way I became God made is because he literally interrupted my life and he took me out of corporate America and he allowed me to create my own corporate America. But I had to literally listen to him step by step to get the instructions on how to build it. So the way I like to explain it, you have those who are self-made. So they go to man and they figure out how to do this and how to create that. And so I did something different. I went to God and I said, how do I do this? And how do I do that? And he helped me build that art. So that's it. Oh, that is that is excellent. That is excellent. See, Ira, listen. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Because some people are so, like you rightly said, self-made because they've learned a thing or two and they're self-made. I don't believe that there's anybody called self-made. I believe it takes a team, it takes so many people working in the background. Yeah, you can't be the figurehead, but it takes a lot of people behind you to like push you to this pedestal. But is it your background that makes you humble to say it's God? Or just tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, a little about me. Um, I was, I think my journey started shortly after college. I went to college, got my bachelor's, and from there I transitioned into corporate America. I always had a dream, Victor, to work my way up the corporate ladder. I remember as a little boy, I was six years old, and as I was walking into a bank, I saw a manager come out. This manager was dealing with an angry customer and she was so upset. As the manager came out, he was able to calm her down. Victor, he made her feel like she was the queen of the world. And within 60 seconds or less, what she was so frustrated about, she now was no longer frustrated about. And I was like, man, I don't know who that is or what that guy does, but I wanna do that. I wanna be able to have the influence and the impact that he had when he stepped out to help that customer. And so, that's what I wanted to do. So I set out to do it. I went to corporate America. I worked my way up the corporate ladder really quickly. And I was just minding my business one day. And essentially, I, I stepped out on faith to go out and create my own corporate America. And so that's kind of my story in a short form. Oh, yeah. When you mean you created your own corporate America, how did you create this corporate America that you say? So I think it started when I started my first company. Um, it was a credit repair company. I started helping everyday people rebuild their credit. 
And as I started helping everyday people rebuild their credit, it's like everything started aligning to support me and the vision that God was ultimately giving me. The people just showed up, the employees got in position. I had the money to actually hire the people. And before I knew it, I had a pretty well-sized team serving our customers. And the company quickly took off. The first business went from zero to six figures, less than six months with no experience, no business experience at else. And so I guess a long story short, I created one company, but it didn't stop there. I went on to create the second company and the third company and the fourth company. And ultimately I created a holdings company. And a holding company is something like, it's a parent to the many companies that you have. And as I created those different companies, it's kind of like my mini corporate America, right? It's a one-stop shop to help, you know, an entrepreneur start their businesses, grow their businesses and run their businesses better. And so that's how I created my mini corporate America in, in, a, in a nutshell. Wow. So you created a credit report company. Was that, was, was that kind of linked to a passion of yours? Or how did you come about? Why did you pick credit report to be your first? Why? Victor, I like to think that everything is working together for our good. And so when I was working in finance, what I noticed is that the people who were coming in to finance a vehicle, to, to buy a vehicle for sale, they was getting financed and they didn't have the credit in order to purchase the vehicle. And so it was so many people that would come in and they was trying to get credit in order to finance the vehicle, but they wasn't able to. And so we turned away a lot of people. We basically was telling people like, sorry, we can't help you. Like we just can't help you get into a vehicle because your credit score is too low. And so that ultimately pushed me into my purpose. I wanted to help the people that my company was turning away. We was getting people to come to us, but we would quickly turn them away when we said that, hey, sorry, your credit score isn't high enough for us to help you. So basically, we don't want your business. And so that created a fire in me. It created a purpose, Victor. And I said, well, if they're not going to help them, what if I can help them? Like, what if I can help increase their credit score so that when they do go to finance a vehicle, they won't be turned away? That's how the first company, Engineer Credit Repair, was built. So were you, were you, was it like an office-based or visual visual business it was virtual um i think during that time the world was really stepping into the virtual space right like it was becoming a bigger that was back in 2018 right and so back in 2018 it was this whole new hey virtual offices and virtual spaces so a lot of my employees that i was able to hire they was able to work from home which was great saved costs it kept me away from having to manage people i would start a group meeting in the morning tell my team what their assignments was, they would make it happen and it was just, it was great. But I think out of all of that, it was really impactful to help a lot of people, like in a way that they needed to be helped the most. I'm here in the United States and so I don't know where, where you guys are listening in from, but in the United States, credit is a big thing. And so at the time that this company was going, we were able to help a lot of people get in a situation to where they can actually have their credit improved so that they can apply for the house, so that they can apply for the car that they needed. And so that was my purpose at that point in my life. Yeah, well, do, do you see, I'm just, I'm just trying to explore, explore this now because some of, our, some of our audience, majority of our audience, about 55% are in the US. So when we're talking, so I believe many of them can actually relate to what you are 
like talking about how credit is huge. I'm in the UK right now, and credit is a huge thing here as well. So, and repairing it, I know a few companies or consultants who actually are in the credit repair space. So, you doing that, I think, is a huge deal, and a lot of people are getting like squeezed out because of bad credit. And also, one thing is, because this community, the diaspora entrepreneurs community, we like to like share ideas and talk to people about how to like discover their passion. And so many people don't know where to start, or those that have started don't know how to like scale or grow. But before we go into the growth phase, let's just talk, let's just go down into how you first of all you identify the need in the community and you decide to like serve them. Not that, oh, I'm passionate about having people find, helping people to like get a good credit rating. But instead you saw the need and you were like, yes, let me help with this. Is that, is that how it worked? Yeah, for me, I saw the need, right? But also it was a self-discovery journey. You know, Victor, when I tell people, if you're looking for your passion, if you're looking for your purpose, don't look for it. It will ultimately find you. When you do what you are supposed to do, when you have your mindset ready, when you've done the work, when you've done everything that's been laid on your heart to do, it's going to magically unfold. You won't have to force the thing. You won't have to make it happen. It's going to happen on its own. You see, as I look back on my journey, corporate America was setting me up for an entrepreneurship. An entrepreneurship was setting me up for high-level leadership. High-level leadership was setting me up to run teams and manage people and to do other things that I'm currently doing now. So everything was working together for my good. Everything was leading to everything. I tell my entrepreneurs that I coach all the time that everything is leading to everything. You got to do what you was last told to do. Don't do what you think you need to do. Do what the last instruction was that you knew you needed to do. Did you need to find a logo in order to start the business? Let's get it done. Or maybe did you need to figure out how you was going to market the business? Okay, so let's get that done. Because if you can do what you was last told to do, you'll ultimately find yourself exactly where you needed to, where you need to be, right? And so just to add on that, during my time in corporate America, I never knew what I was becoming. I never knew what it was leading up to. I just knew that I wanted to help people. And I think as an entrepreneurs, we want to help people because we feel like that's just our purpose. It's so unpurposeful to live life as an entrepreneur if you're not in position to help people. And so when I was working at a car dealership, I wanted to help people get into cars. And so that led to my next purpose. Okay, so now that I'm helping them get into cars, I can see that there are some people that were not being able to help. So maybe I can start a business to help them. And so if you look at the trend, as you guys are listening, as you look at the trend, everything was leading to everything. Because even when I started helping people rebuild their credit, the magical thing was I started noticing that the entrepreneurs who were doing what I was doing, they needed to have the success that I was having. They needed a way to grow their business. They got curious. Ira, what are you doing in order to grow your business so fast? So Purpose always finds you. It comes out to you. Your next level will track you down. You won't even have, you'll, you'll be inspired one day. And I think that's why it's so important to do step one before step two. And ultimately you will end up in step four and five. Absolutely. So what is step two? You've done step one. How did you get to step two and start hiring team, getting backups? 
How did you do that? Step two often comes when you're working step one, because as you're working what you were last told to work, you ultimately, you find the next need starts to present itself. You know, it's funny, Victor, so I was coaching um, just a couple of my students um, and some of my members and some of my clients. And one thing that these entrepreneurs, they struggle with is they want to know the big picture. They're like, oh, like, like, how do I do this? How, how do I hire a team? How, how do, how do I, um, how do I, you know, what's HR about? Like, what, what about the finance? What about the cat? And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. Take care of your customer, fall in love, get them results. Because if you can get them results, they'll start to tell everyone about you. And as you get them results, then you can hire a team and that team will start to do what you've done. But until you master what you have to master, you're not going to be able to help other people do what you've been called to do because you have to master that. And so, I always tell them, slow down. Like, I know you're excited and I know you want to like go and, and hire people and do this and, and get the fancy cars, and get, but there's a time for that. And that time will reveal itself. But right now, focus on taking care of your customers, getting results. As you get results, then you can hire a team. As you hire a team, then you can go out and do some of those other things like build your brand and you know, all of that stuff. So those are my thoughts on that. Now let's talk about growth because that's where that's where this is leading to. You know, you've you you saw the need, you've okay, you've pinpoint, now you've put the stake on the ground. Now I'm going towards helping people to like build their credit, which is which we wish can be like linked to other forms of passion as well. So you've discovered your passion, you know what to help people with. Now you've started, you're getting traction now. How did you scale growth what is the next phase of your business your first hire when did you know you need to hire someone yeah i think with i think some people are just they have a gift to be good at certain things that other people may not be as good at and so often the world the universe god he will connect people with the desire that the other person needs and so what i've determined is that a lot of entrepreneurs they don't quite know how to grow their business. Because when we were in corporate America or when we was working for somebody else or when we went to school, they taught us how to run a business by somebody else's business, but they didn't teach us how to grow a business. And they didn't teach us how to start a business. And they definitely did not teach us how to run our own business. And so I think one thing I want entrepreneurs to know is that it's okay to say that you don't know. <laughs> it's okay to say that you don't know how to grow your business because at the end of the day, you're... You can't know everything. And I think as CEOs and entrepreneurs, I think we get that mindset like, wow, I should know this. Like I'm a business owner, but no, you shouldn't. And so moving forward into the conversation with that out the way, because I just want to set the context is so important. When it comes to growth, you can't grow too quickly. That's number one. There are going to be certain ideals that an entrepreneurs will get. And just because you get that ideal, it's not always meant for you to implement that idea right away. You see the idea that one person may implement at one phase of their business may not be the best idea for another an entrepreneur to implement in that phase of their business. And so you have to be very selective when you implement certain ideas. And so with that said, I think the main thing with growth, you'll know that you're ready to grow because things will start to frustrate you. You will start feeling like, depending on the situation, you will start feeling like, wow, something's not working. Either the money isn't coming in or maybe what I used to do isn't working the way that it used to work. 
maybe there's someone listening right now, like you've been trying something over and over and it used to work really good and it was working so good to grow your business, but now for whatever reason, it's just not doing that, right? And so that's when you have to step back and you have to put your CEO hat on and you have to say, okay, so based on what I used to do, this idea worked, but it looks like in this season, it's not anointed. It's not working in this season. So let me readjust and let me look into some new ideas that resonates. As CEOs and entrepreneurs, when it comes to growing your business, you have to get a process that works for you, that resonates with your spirit, that resonates with your soul, that just feels right, that just feels connected. And then two, once you get the process, once you get this new system, you have to stay consistent with it, <laughs> like 100%. If there's somebody listening right now, if you got a system or if you've been thinking about getting it, you have to stay consistent with what you're doing. This is not a game, like consistency is the key because if the ideal is resonating internally with you, then that means that that ideal is for you. That means that that ideal will work for you if you put in the work to stay consistent with it. And so I think those are my two best growth strategies, finding a process that works for you and that resonates with your spirit. Once you find a process that works for you and resonate with your spirit, stay consistent, implement it day and night. Get yourself an accountability partner to stay held accountable with it. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. I was about to, I was about to like get you on that when you say consistency. How do you get consistent? Because you know, it is sometimes it is hard to be consistent if we just yeah. keep doing what we're doing without like holding back that intrinsic motivation to like just keep pushing you how did you get consistent in when you're building your business how do you stay consistent you make it all about your customers for me when i got consistent i made it all about my people i didn't worry about the money i didn't worry about the resources i didn't worry about what i didn't have i focused on the customer i made it all about shantia i made it all about Derek. i worked with the customer one-on-one -on -one in the beginning because i wanted to give them a phenomenal experience i thank god the universe whatever it is that you believe in it's ultimately watching over you. It's looking at you to see how well are you treating the little that you have? Because if you take care of the little, then I'm going to give you more. And so you have to understand that as a business owner and an entrepreneur, something bigger is working behind the scenes, no matter what you believe in, it is. And so I know that to be God, but other people have their own beliefs. And with that said, it's watching you, it's monitoring you. It wants to know, okay, if I give you four customers, are you going to take care of them like you had 40 customers? If I give you eight more customers, are you going to take care of those just as good as you took care of the four customers or the four customers? Because ultimately, consistent revolves around passion. And so if you're not doing something that you're not passionate about, you're going to struggle being consistent with it. But sometimes when we fall out of passion for something, it's not necessarily that we're not meant to do it. It's not necessarily that we're not anointed to do it. It's simply because there's something in our own system that we need to rechange. Maybe we need to rechange a belief, right? Maybe you have to change your focus. And for me, every time I go back to taking care of the customer and like doing the customer right and, and just making it all about the customer's experience, my passion comes back. My consistency comes back. When I start getting an entrepreneur's results, when I start hearing Shantia Green, when I start hearing Letitia say, oh my God, Ira, you helped me grow my business. Michael Taylor say, Ira, you just helped me grow my business to 40,000 a month. Oh my God, this is incredible. I was just about to shut my business down. When you start getting those results, your customers, they build that passion, right? I think about you, Victor. I think about your podcast. Like, oh my God, 
Victor, like your, you know, your people are telling me that my story changed their lives, right? That gives you passion. And the people that are listening right now, whatever your business is, whoever you've been called to serve, your passion is connected to the people that you're called to serve. So the more that you can pour into your people, the more that you can pour into your customers, ultimately, that's going to be the thing that give you the passion to keep going. Absolutely. That is powerful. That is so, that is so powerful because you said something there that you have to be grateful and consistent with whatever you have, you know, and there's so many conversations that I have with passionate, passionate professionals where they say, oh, you know what, Victor, I don't know, I don't have anything to like give, I don't have anything to like I was speaking to a nurse the other day. She 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 worked in one of the acute departments in one of the hospitals, and she has so many she has so many aged patients under her care. I'm like, okay. And she's talking, hey, you know what? I would like to like create something else. She said, okay, what passion do you have? What do you want to do? What's what um, problem would you like to solve? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of useless i don't i don't let's just hold on a minute hold on a minute you're not useless but let's just explore what you do on a daily how can you how can you like help one of these elderly that is near death or end of life that's in the part to end of life part how can you do that is that what it says that, that that is easy all i can do i can create a meal plan for them. I can create this. I said, yeah, you see, there you go. That is something that you can actually help someone with. So in, in, in your own words, how can you, like, what would you say to someone who don't believe in themselves or believe that they have anything to, like, actually give or serve or help people with? I think you have to step from a worthy standpoint. I think the more you hang around people who are worthy, I think the more you hang around people who know their worth and what they're called to do in the earth, ultimately you start to shift into those people. Your circle is very important. When I was working in corporate America, I couldn't hang around corporate America people when I was trying to become an entrepreneur. And so the first thing you got to do is you have to evolve your circle. The bad thing about evolving your circle is that everyone can't go where you're going. And so sometimes the world will ask you, the universe God will ask you to let go of certain things in order to step into your next because before you can get exposure to your future you may have to let go of your past for me it's always been very important to make sure i'm dealing with next level people because if i can see who i am to become i am more likely to become it if i can get their thoughts if i can understand their way of thinking if i can start to see what it is that they are doing I don't even need to talk to them. I can just be under their influence. You know, I could just be, I can invest in their program. That's huge, mm -hmm. right? Because when you start to hang around the people that you're ultimately going to become, you just become them much faster. Their anointing transfers over to you. Their grace transfers over to you. And when you respect mm -hmm. the thing that God is doing in their life, when you respect the gift that they have, it ultimately transfers over to you. So I would say, if you're struggling with self-worth or that worthiness, that's okay, that's normal. Every entrepreneur 
we do it. If there's somebody that's listening right now and you've been struggling with that, that, that's okay. Start hanging out with the people that are not struggling with that. Start hanging out with the people that used to struggle with it, but they've overcome it. Start investing in the program, start investing with the people, start connecting with the people that you have once upon a time wanted to become. Go to Facebook groups, start networking with these people, build these people. The best way to connect with these people is to invest in these people, invest in their programs. Go online, look at their services, I'll go into their programs and invest in them because ultimately you can even start to join the community that they have created with other like-minded people. That's the first step. Connect with those you're wanting to become. Absolutely. That is words. That is words. That is words. Like you just preached right now. To the, <laughs> from, the, from the God made chairman. See. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just, you just, you took, you took the words and make it better. What I wanted to say, but you took it and made it more. Of, you made, you just made it fantastic. Uh, thank you very, very much for sharing your story and your passion with us. And we are building a big community here. We are building a community of like minds, people that we will, will, will never ever give up we'll keep on moving forward keep on moving forward because helping the next man to reach where he wants to be or just giving them that thing like oh you know what i listened to you yesterday like you like you said i listened to you and i wanted to like close my business last month but you changed it for me you inspired me to like go hang out with people that are not struggling with what i'm struggling with right now Go hang out with people who are like four or five steps ahead of you. Go hang out with like minds, not being in corporate, but your heart is in entrepreneurship, but you're still hanging out with corporate dudes. It's not going to work. Go to where you want to go to. Go hang out in where you want to like go to. I think that is really, really profound. You see, one of the greatest things with having a podcast like this, I learned a lot as well. You know, on this journey, we never know, we never know, but we keep moving forward. So, Ira, thank you very much. Any last words? Yeah, um, keep, keep pushing. Don't give up on your dreams. Your dreams will ultimately um, get you to your place of destiny, but you got to realize it is working together for your good. And everything is leading to everything. Corporate America is leading to an entrepreneurship for those who are looking to become an entrepreneurs. An entrepreneurship is looking, leading towards leadership for those who are an existing entrepreneur and you're just ready to go to the next level. And so everything is leading to everything. Stay in there, don't give up, hang around the people that you're wanting to become. Your next level is connected to those who are at that next level. Ira, if one of the audience now want to like continue this conversation and like the way you flow, like your spirit, and just want to like come to you, how would they like reach out to you? Yeah, you can connect with me two ways. Um, one, connect me on Facebook. You can go to iracarry.com slash get started. Follow me on Facebook. Um, you can connect with me outside of that two ways. If you're, um, if you're looking to start a business, but you just don't know how to start a business, um, you can start your business and I can walk you through that iracarry.com slash get started. And for those of you who are an existing entrepreneur, and you've already started the business, but you're struggling to grow your business, that's okay. You can connect with me. I can help you grow your business as well. And again, you can find all these links at iracarry.com slash get started. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Ira, thank you very much for hanging out with us. 
Yeah, so hang out with Ara, see, go connect to him, link with him, sit down with him, sexually or physically. And um, it's been a pleasure, my brother, to like have this conversation with you, get this heart to heart. And until next time, I will say bye for now and live well. Thank you, Victor. Thanks for having me.